Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Rev. Russell Clark, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebearers, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it is good news, and it is for you. It's Game 6 of the World Series on Thursday, October 27, 2011, between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Texas Rangers. The World Series is a series of seven games when the winning team has to win four out of the seven games. The Rangers are winning the series 3-2 to two after coming back to tie the series twice, and now they have the lead. One more win to win it all. My hometown is Arlington where the Rangers play. The Texas Rangers have never won a World Series before. This was their second year in a row to go to the World Series, but they lost badly the previous year to the San Francisco Giants, and Bruce Bochy was the Giants manager at the time. But now against Cardinals, they are one win away from receiving their first World Series title. It felt like this was it. This was a time for history to be made. This World Series win would mean so much to me, to my wife, to my family and friends, and all the other Texas Rangers fans. It would mean so much to an organization that is constantly ignored by the news broadcasters because they don't have the budget like the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, the Philadelphia Phillies, or now the freaking Houston Astros. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it's the top of the eighth inning in game six, October 27, 2011, and the Rangers are up seven to four after getting three runs in the seventh inning. This is it. My phone was ringing off the chain with messages from relatives and friends. Six more outs. We just kept saying six more outs, six more outs to win the World Series and see the first ever title for the Texas Rangers. And still, the news broadcasters were only talking about Albert Pujols, Where is Pujols going to go after this season? This might be Pujols' last time at bat for the St. Louis Cardinals. Seriously, like the Rangers are about to get the first World Series title, and all you can do is talk about Pujols? I mean, when will the Rangers get some respect? Come on. The Cardinals scored a run in the bottom of the eighth to make it 7-5. Then in the ninth inning, the Rangers had two outs and two strikes. They were one strike away from winning the title. The Cardinals hit the ball. One more out, one more catch. The ball was flying through the air towards the right fielder, Nelson Cruz. The ball flew right above Nelson Cruz's glove. Base hit, tie game, seven to seven. This moment will forever be ingrained in my brain. Extra innings, the Rangers fans would have to wait a little longer. Then in the top of the 10th inning, Josh Hamilton came up to bat. At that moment, Josh had to hit a home run in 65 at-bats. He had been struggling with a groin injury that had kept him playing at full level. Struggling with injuries was a staple of his career, as well as with drugs and alcohol that eventually led to his demise in his home life as well. And I predicted in the third inning to my friends that Josh was going to hit a home run. It didn't happen. But in the 10th inning, it did. Josh hit a two-run home run to make the game 9-7. to Josh reported later that God told him that he was going to hit that home run. You can call Josh crazy for that, but no one can change the way the man felt. He reported, he said, God didn't say we were going to win that game, but he did tell me, uh, you haven't hit a home run in a while and you're going to hit one now. 
in the bottom of the 10th inning, again, we were one strike away from winning the World Series. And again, the Cardinals came back to tie it. And when the Rangers didn't score in the top of the 11th inning, I couldn't watch the bottom of the 11th inning. My adrenaline was going so crazy that I had to take a break. Then the inevitable happened. David Fries of the St. Louis Cardinals hit a home run to win the game for the Cardinals. The Rangers lost again the next day in game seven to lose the series. No title. Just one of the most memorable World Series ever and one of the most memorable game sixes ever. Still, I found myself saying to God, are you sure this is the way the series is supposed to end? <laughs> God, is this your final answer? An old colleague of mine told this story this past week. He said there was this man who told his sons, you know, I haven't seen God in a while. His sons asked, why father? He replied, because I haven't been sick. Because he hadn't been sick, he hadn't seen the presence of God. See, I'm not saying we should get sick to see God, but to this man, we see God when we are in need. We are in the presence of God when we know we need help, we need redemption, we need healing, we need a win, we need salvation. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. But the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It is a transformation when we, can, we are able to say, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am sick, that's when I see God. When I have lost, that's when I'm found. This is what God does. God takes our mess, our weakness, our loss, and shows us something beautiful. My advice to couples when they're getting married is always, it's perfect, even when it's not. On your wedding day, things are going to go wrong. I will tell them your wedding is not going to go the way you plan, but it will be perfect, even when it's not. Your hopes and your dreams for your marriage and your life, it's not always going to happen the way you've hoped for them to go. But if you're committed to each other and you find different ways to love each other, it will be perfect, even when it's not. Your love will be perfect, even when it's not. The morning of my wedding day, I was hanging out with my groomsmen when I received a phone call from my mother, which I thought was just to check up on me to make sure I wasn't totally freaking out about getting married. But instead, my mom started to tell me the series of events that had happened that morning at my parents' house. So, while the house was full of out-of-town relatives that were getting ready for the day, the electricity went out in the house. Then while someone was using the toilet, the commode backs up and it starts flooding my parents' front yard. Then as my dad and my uncle are trying to fix things in the front yard, everyone in the house heads over to my neighbor's house to take a shower because the showers have stopped working. So the first thing I did was laugh, and then I thought, sarcastically, why, Mom, are you even telling me this? And, but what I actually said to my mother after her explanation of these chaotic, messed up series of events was, Mom, that's perfect. This must mean I'm getting married today. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon and I have always jokingly called our relationship the adventures of Russell and Shannon, just like Shannon's picking up Kennedy from her Girl Scout camp right now. Because it, like it is for anyone, life doesn't always go the way you've planned. 
Life throws us curveballs, and all we can do is adjust and persevere forward. Raising children and working full-time jobs and caring for aging parents and grieving the loss of family and friends and life and death and taxes are perfect, even when it's not. I used to think that I needed to escape the chaos in my life. You know, the chaos of our life, we need to find balance to find um, in this chaotic life. But now I know the chaos is the balance. The messy lives are with the people we love. And one day with our crazy loved ones and our messy, crazy life, that's what makes us whole and complete. And we wouldn't have it any other way. That's after messy. I was officiating a wedding before with another pastor, and in the middle of the ceremony, we heard a cracking sound. A massive tree broke and fell onto the pavilion right after the bride and groom had lit their unity candle. Luckily, the tree didn't break the pavilion and everyone was safe, but the crowd starts laughing in relief that no one was hurt, and it seemed that all the sacredness of this ceremony was lost. But the pastor I was officiating the ceremony with told everyone, to stop and take a few breaths, and we would get back to the ceremony. And then we noticed something. The tree fell right after the couple lit their unity candle, before both of the family and friends were separated on the bride side and the groom side. But now, because of the tree falling, both families were together, united. One, that's affirmancy. That's what it means to affirm the sacredness of our lives when we're in the middle of a mess. It's hard to laugh about the craziness in our lives when we're in the middle of it, but it's these moments that make it all worth it, doesn't it? It's a beautiful mess. I said to God after the Cardinals won the World Series in 2011, God, there better be a Cardinals fan that wanted this just as bad as I did. For me, I had experienced a lot of tragedy in that last few months, and baseball was a good distraction. Shannon and I had, were having issues trying to become parents at the time, and we lost a friend, Tommy, to lung cancer the previous month. Baseball was giving us something to celebrate when we didn't have much to celebrate. The first time that I met Tommy was at a baseball game when he was coaching his son, Luke, and some church leaders introduced me to Tommy, and he asked me to pray for the team before they played their game. And Tommy's wife, Julia, um, she told me that he never came to church before I was their pastor. And at the visitation before his memorial service, they wanted to keep his casket closed. And when the visitation ended, I asked the funeral director if I could see him, you know, to have some closure. And he was wearing his God is big enough wristband that I gave him during a sermon series we did on suffering. The God is big enough wristband it began at First United Methodist Church in Mansfield, Texas, after the pastor's brother um, also had cancer. It was a symbol of hope and faith in the face of suffering. And tears began to flow when I saw Tommy wearing this wristband. As I told Julia how I noticed what he was wearing, she said, Russell, he wasn't a man of many words, but his faith meant so much to him before he died. He never took that wristband off after you gave it to him. And remember how I said I hoped that there was a Cardinals fan who wanted to win this just as badly? Today I know our administrative assistant, Beverly Robinson, was going through chemo at the time for breast cancer. Dan and Elizabeth were freaking out that their St. Louis Cardinals were making a run for the playoffs, 
They would come tell Beverly that the Cardinals won another game and another and another. And Beverly would say, that's great. I'm going to bed. <laughs> the chemo was too much for her um, to celebrate the Cardinals' win. And the Robinson family celebrated the St. Louis Cardinals winning the World Series in 2011. But more than that, they can celebrate that Beverly has been in remission for 12 years. God is big enough. So 12 years later now, Beverly and I, we can tell our stories about baseball and cancer, our wins, our, our losses. 12 years later, an even sweeter moment came when the Texas Rangers beat the stupid Houston Astros in game seven <laughs> this year to win the pennant. Beverly has been cheering for the Rangers for me to win the World Series for the first time ever this year. Now Bruce Bochy is our manager. We have two different stories and memories of that time 12 years ago, but 12 years later, we can say without a doubt, God was present with us during our time of need. We have seen God at work, in a broken tree, at a wedding, in a perfect marriage, even when it's not, in a chaotic mess, bringing balance to our lives, in life and death, in cancer and heartbreak, and even in baseball. For it is when we are in need that we will see God. What a beautiful mess. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.